You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. We have another exciting guest. 2020 has bought brought us a lot of shit, but it's also brought us a lot of joy. And one of the joys that has been brought to us is a new friend. We have Taria from the What Else is Going On podcast joining us in this week's recap. Welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for having me. I honestly have to say, I feel like that I have achieved a level of success in this podcasting world, sitting on this podcast, talking to you guys. I love you guys. I listen to you guys all the time. And I was honored and I screamed, I'm not going to lie, when I got the DM and told my husband and now I'm here. (laughs) Oh my God, you're going to make us cry. I feel like we're like, we've reached a level having you on. So there's a, a mutual love and respect, but thank you just so much for coming on. There's so many things to talk about. Uh, Southern charm premiered last night and I will say I went into it really not knowing what to expect. I thought we might have a bad season or we might have a great season. And I'm still not sure where we're going to land. What did you think, just initial reactions to the premiere? That is funny you say that because I started looking at it like, oh, this is going to be great. Is it? I don't know. Oh my God, I can't believe they said that. Wow, we're back at the same place. So I went on a roller coaster of emotions. Like, I can't say for sure if this is actually going to be a groundbreaking season that's so great, or if it's just going to be the same old Southern charm with things thrown in. So you know how like you make your chili that you know how it tastes, what it's going to taste like. Then you throw in other spices that you think it's going to spice it up and you taste it for a minute and you're like, "Mm, tastes the same. And that's kind of like what I feel about Southern charm. I'm going to steal that analogy and butcher it. (laughs) (laughs) That was really good. I know. So is Leva going to be like the jalapeno or is she just going to be like a tomato that was thrown in there? Like, I can't figure it out. I think they teased her up to be like the next cam and she's going to be the voice of reason, but she's also going to be a person, you know, coming from a different background and, you know, she's a minority in a very white town and like just the climate of the world right now, that that is a very interesting perspective to have on TV, especially given the the past actions that this cast has had. I mean, I don't think any of them have really stood up for racism. Uh, Catherine has made racist comments herself. Shep, you know, makes fun of and degrades the homeless. It's like, okay, this group needs somebody to bring them down a little. I just, I like, they made it seem like love is going to be it, but this, they didn't give her much in the first episode. No, they didn't. Other than, 
and I'm, tell me if I'm jumping ahead, but the whole, well, first of all, I think cam is like the secret spice in the chili because I'm like, are we talking about cam every episode and she's not here? Yeah. I had that same feeling. Kind of reminds me of Tamara and OC. I was like, she's not, yes. she's not on the show, but she's sure <laughs> like really relevant. I kind of wonder if they thought she was going to film at one point because of how much how much Craig was mentioning her coming to the party and how she really yeah. needs this. So I don't know if at that point she fully decided or not, but yeah, she was talked about a lot. Right. And I, I can't help. And I don't know if I'm the only one feeling like this, but we all watch these TV shows. And even in your real life, you can point to the ways people react to things. And you're like, wait a minute, that reaction seems kind of strong. I, for, I just, when Catherine said that at first, I couldn't tell if she was actually making it up, but Craig's reaction and then talking to, and I forget her name. How do you say it again? Lavina? Leva? Leva, Leva. Yes. Leva. Her reaction to the rumor. I was like, I, I don't, mm, I, 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 think, I don't know. And I the think rumor being Jason cheating. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. So I kind of forgot that even happened. It went all around social media. Um, And then I remember like we posted it because we felt like we had to, but like, we don't believe we're we're not sure we believe this. There needs to be more to it. The person he quote cheated with came forward. She was a nurse and she's like, I've never even met him. And like, now my name's getting dragged through. This is absolutely like she came out like on her Instagram and said, this is absolutely not true. Cam came on and said, it's not true. And that it was created by somebody, you know, jealous and thirsty. Mm -hmm. And we all knew it was Catherine. I think she made it up. I think, I don't think Cameron is this, you know, cute, perfect, sweet little blonde that we all kind of have grown to love. I think she probably is a little bit of an entitled asshole. And I think Catherine was like, oh, I'm going to, she's not going to be on the show. I am going to drag her through the mud. Yes. But I agree. Everyone's reaction. It wasn't even like a jaw drop. Like, oh my God, could that be true? Everyone was just like, there's no way that's true. Like it was so dismissive and almost like not even not even such a strong reaction. Like, Oh my God, no way. Like it was Mm -hmm. just, everyone's like, no, I don't buy that. Like, that's not true at all. And Catherine, her response back was like, Oh, rumors in Charleston. It was like, you started this. It's not like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I've been hearing this. And I thought it was true. Everyone's talking about it. You know, what do you want me to say? That's what a normal person would respond to. Someone's like, that's not true at all. I mean, she's just like, rumors. (laughs) I feel like Catherine and Leva's assessment. She kind of alluded to this. And Cameron, you're right. Like, I'm not the biggest Cam fan, unpopular opinion. I used to really, really love her. And then after a while, I'm like, you are kind of an asshole a little bit. Like, I mean, you're you're not the best person. You're entertaining. Right. But anyhow, but I do feel like Catherine's heart has been hurt and she was looking at a cheap shot and a way to hurt Cameron. Like, I, I think it was very obvious and Cameron has said some horrible things about Catherine and I think she was looking for a vengeance and using the TV and her not being on there. So I think everything you guys are saying nails it for me. Well, especially when in Catherine's confessional, which side note, ironic that I hated what she said in the confessional kind of sort of, but that's, it's the best confessional look I feel like she's ever had when she said, all the fa- all the ways that Cam tried to tear me down. And I was like, oh, that's where it's coming from. Remember her last confessional look of the night? She had the like light. It was very light versus all the heavy that we normally see her in. She had light makeup and 
the pink. Well, that's that's such like a nice way her. to say it. <laughs> I also love that you like notice that because I, I usually like try to read into those things too. And so I love that you're like, oh, <laughs> this confession look says a lot. Yes. And then she said a lot when she brought up the whole cam and she tried to tear down my life. I thought it was so odd because you could have done that last season when you guys supposedly reconciled. So why are we waiting till Cam's off the show now? And then it makes sense because just like what you guys said, it's her turn to get Cam back and Cam can't dispute her or argue with her back on it because she's not on the show. So it's just like her platform now to say whatever she wants. I I can't wait to see what she does with it. Like, I mean, it's only because I don't think any, everyone knows there's no ounce of truth to it. If there was, it does suck because I think like rumors like that can ruin a family. And yes. so like you can't throw that out there. But it it will be interesting to see if Catherine then tries to spin something else. And we all know, though, like this is not going to be a good season for Catherine because at all. <laughs> I mean, just even though she's like, I didn't mean anything by the monkey emoji. It's like no one <laughs> in this generation can say that, you know, that if you sent a person of color a monkey emoji. You you know what you were doing there. It wasn't just like, oh, I think the monkey emoji's funny. Like it just I don't I mean, she's better off just owning her shit. Yes. And being like I knew I was being horrible and that was racist of me. Like I would respect her a lot more how she just owned up to it versus being like, I didn't I, I didn't know that yeah. anything. I'm like, it's like bullshit. Come on. And to me, this is I, I was talking to my husband Corey about it. And just in different times that the monkey has been used and, you know, that we've seen throughout the years on social media. And I'm like, for me, if I'm angry, I just don't immediately go to a monkey. I might go to a a middle finger. I might go to anything other than a monk, like a monk. That's the last thing that comes to my mind. Even when I'm being playful, I just never go to the monkey emoji ever. I never use it. I only use the, the see no, hear no. Like yes, those yeah. Monkeys, yes. Those, those are the only times <laughs> I use different. It. Yeah. But yes. then it's also like I say that, and in the same breath, I was so annoyed about Shep being like, I mean, I caught, I saw, I saw, I caught, I saw a ther- like I'm like, you can't even uh, say you saw a therapist. Like, get uh, the words out. And the fact that I'm like, you know, there's no. Everyone can change, and I, I firmly believe that. But I don't think in six months you go from yelling at a homeless person to being in a serious relationship and now you're a good guy. Like, I think you're still a dick. And like, you didn't talk about, he just said, I want to slow down the the path of me becoming an old asshole. Not, I don't want to become an old asshole. I just want to slow it down. I'm like, oh, you're a jerk. I really just... So it's like, I like, I want Catherine to own it. And I, I firmly believe like maybe she just needed to immerse herself with more diverse of people and understand the weight of what those actions mean to people of color. Mm-hmm. But then when Shep was like, oh, I got therapy and like, I just I'm like, you're, that annoyed me. So I'm like, ah, oh, like it's such a weird, I'm telling Catherine to do it. But then with Shep, I'm like, I'm pissed off at you for saying that. I'm kind of, I was pleasantly surprised though, that he even addressed it. And that it was brought up like head on. Granted, the producers probably were like, we need to, you know, we need to talk. <laughs> we're about airing this, this footage. We're going to air talk- this. Yeah. You're going to have to talk about it. So I don't know. I'm giving him the nice person in me. <laughs> it's kind of like I want to <laughs> give him a little bit of a shot. But he is still a dick. I mean, he I mean, he's I know. 
And yeah. then as I say this, I have you guys seen his recent tweets? I'm like, am yes, I starting I to look him? What is wrong with <laughs> me? Know. I'm on it's, this roller coaster. You know how you, um, my mother-in-law and my husband's family, they love dogs, right? I've never had one, but I, don't you sometimes like in order to chastise, do you like tap a dog on the nose? Like, oh, stop, don't do that or whatever. Whenever I get those feelings about somebody that I'm like, no, you are not a good person. I like have to mentally do a dog nose tap. no. Stop it. You do not like that person. <laughs> I know. Like he, So for those who haven't been following, he's kind of like calling out people, not necessarily just because they're Trump supporters, but they're like, Biden's corrupt. Trump is perfect. Yes. And he's like, uh, okay, sure. Let's talk about Biden, but let's, let's list all the horrible things Trump has done as well. And I'm like, God, I really like you. I, I'm really enjoying the fact that you're saying some of these things. So I don't know. I can't figure out my, I don't know how I feel about Shep and it's bothering me. It's kind I of do. like the season, like <laughs> yes. Yes. Of yes. The show, exactly what you guys were saying in the beginning. It's like, we are kind of doing a tango here on whether or not we're going to enjoy this season of Southern charm, but I'm always here for Craig. I always have a soft spot for Craig and <laughs> I hope he has a good season. <laughs> well, can I say to you guys, it's so funny. I'm going to use uh, my, gr- uh, my grandmother's term. She would say, when somebody reminds you of somebody, she would say, you know who they put me in the mind of? And it was so random. I'm watching the show last night, telling my husband, I have homework to do. I have work to do because I'm going to be on The Real Moms of Bravo. tomorrow." I, I could send you guys a screenshot of my notes. And <laughs> I put um, that Shep puts me in the mind of Thomas when him and his girlfriend got to the party locale. When the lady came out and said, there's two pretty girls in there. And he goes, I, I don't know why. That- Something about him and the way he said it, I don't know. My mind just immediately went to T, I'll say T Ravenel. I won't even say his full name again, but, and I just got this creepy feeling and I'm not in the creepy way that we know about Thomas, what, you know, the article. Not rapey. Yeah. Yes. Not rapey. Not at all. Just, uh, just like something about him. And I'm like, and you look a hundred standing next to your girlfriend. She, I looked actually in her face and I was like, she looks so young and not that I don't want to sound like, uh, like, I don't know, an idiot, like, Oh, older men can't date younger, but the look is just so severe to me. So different. Even when Thomas was with Catherine, it didn't startle me that much to see them together. We see May and December all the time, but with Shep and this girl, I don't know. Well, it's because to me, she looks like she's in maybe not in high school, but she just has a very, (laughs) Well, yeah, she didn't have makeup on. Her skin just looked very young. When she put her makeup on, it was just like, oh, she enhanced herself a little bit. Catherine without makeup looks so different. And then when she puts makeup on, it's like cake face, heavy contour, yes. contouring, yes. fake eyelashes. And so I think that's kind of like, oh, I could see a Barbie doll with an old man. That's like the normal. Uh, okay. Yep. And then it's like, well, Ta- her name's Taylor, right? Yep. Taylor. Yep. Taylor looks kind of just like a young natural beauty. And why is she with this kind of like creepy guy in his forties? Who's a dick. Right. <laughs> it's, it's so basically we're rooting for Taylor. We're like, Taylor, yeah. girl, right. we're you know who else? through this TV screen. Run away. <laughs> <laughs> There's another person on the show that I can't figure out. I mean, I can, mm. but I always love her. And it's like, I know she's done horrible things and I still love her. Madison. I don't know what it is about Madison. I'm just like, girl, I love you. And maybe it's like, cause she's a boy mom. She's a single mom. So I have a, like, I always have a soft spot in my heart for single moms just because I don't think I could do it. Like I can, I struggle doing it with a partner. <laughs> I'm like, how do people, how do single moms do this? Like give them all the praise in the world. And I don't know. I just, I love her and I don't know why I just do. 
I think she's the jalapeno in the uh, she might be the jalapeno in the chili, but she might be the jalapeno that burns your tongue. You know how all of them don't burn? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's going to, and there's something about her. And how did you guys feel? Again, let me know if I'm jumping ahead, but when we were at the Dumb and Dumber party, which is a Dumb and Dumber idea, but when, when we were at the Dumb and Dumber party and that whole exchange between, the eye exchange between her and Liz, I felt like, okay, wait, is Madison trying to have a moment and is Liz trying to figure out when I get on the show, these are what my confessional looks are going to be. Cause I felt like it was just so dramatic to, and I get it as a woman. Yes. You see somebody that your partner may have been with now. If my husband, if we were in a room with someone that my husband had been with before we knew each other and were together, it may feel awkward, but I would feel less like I wanted to rip her eyes out. If it was somebody that he was with when, let's say we went on a break and then got back together, I would st- I, I would then really be more aggressive toward her. So the girl Liz, I couldn't see, I don't know, I guess just, I did. am I wrong for thinking like, okay, that was a bit dramatic when you guys weren't even together. Like, is this your moment to be on the show? I don't know. I just felt weird. It's a bit dramatic, but I kind of get the sense that Madison's not a girl's girl. Got, got it. Okay. And I feel like, you know, I feel like women... I don't want to say they're threatened by her, but just aren't trusting of her. I don't, I don't know. There's that she- something about someone who's just super confident. I think that that's it. Like, it's very intimidating. I feel the same way when I meet someone who's just so confident with themselves. It's like, oh, I'm kind of scared of you. And I shouldn't be. I should like gravitate and try to be more like that. But it is intimidating. That makes sense. I get it. And she could almost be like, People have snakes as pets. And then like the story of the woman who had a snake as a pet who wasn't eating for days and she went to the, this is so weird, a random comparison, but then she went. I remember the story. I love that you're bringing it up. She went to the vet and it's like, oh my God, my snake's not eating. And he's like, ma'am, because he's making room to eat you. She was letting the snake lay in bed with her and he's looking at her like, I'm not eating for days because I'm going to eat you. So sort of like a Madison, like, "Mm, I'm good. And you think she's your friend, like you said. And then you turn around and she swallowed you whole and kept it moving. Like what she did to Danny last year, even though they were like getting to know each other. When you know that you're on TV and millions of people are going to see this, you were willing to say that about her and what Austin told you, you know, so it was like, now that you guys say that, yeah, you not even necessarily, maybe Liz wasn't being dramatic. Okay. You guys will change my mind again. Um, (laughs) But maybe it's that she recognized she isn't a girl's girl and you can't win with them. I actually think, I think Liz was being a little bit dramatic, kind of like you that like, if it was like a one night stand and they were still together or they were just on a little break, but Liz's boyfriend, who I already forgot his name, like this couple is so irrelevant. (laughs) I'm like, why are we spending all this screen time on them? But he was like, no, we were both completely single. We hadn't even started dating yet. And I guess in my head, I'm like, okay, well, like, unless you like marry the guy that you like went to like the sixth grade mixer with, like everyone's (laughs) going to have a pass. Like my husband's ex-girlfriend from high school was at our wedding. Like they dated in high school. They broke up. They remained friends. And I, I, I enjoy her. I'm not like threatened by her. She's had numerous boyfriends since she's now married, has a kid. Like, it's like, okay, everyone, my, mm-hmm. Yeah, my husband always likes to say, well, everybody's got their stories. Like, you know, it's like no one's perfect type of thing. Right. So also I think Madison may not have, and these are all speculation, nothing confirmed. We've had some people slide into our DMs without saying too much. Oh, yeah. Madison and um, married men. 
Yes. So I feel like there's just something about Madison and men can keep her hands, their hands off of her. And the thing is, it's not Madison's fault. I mean, she shouldn't be engaging in relationships Mm -hmm. with people who are married, but also it's like, let's get mad at the men too. So Liz, be mad at your man. If you're worried about him, be mad at your man. Don't be mad at her. I'm hating how this podcast, I say on mine that it intersects between pop culture life and real life. And I'm hating how that's really true because <laughs> I have a friend, oh my God, that uh, people may would consider a Madison. And well, no, they, in those terms, they actually do. And one time I was, we were all at a party together. Now this is before me and my husband got married, but this is how long we've been friends. We were at a party together and she had been with someone else's and we would try to warn her like one day you're going to be killed. And the girl carried around a bat all night and said <gasps> to me, if she says one wrong word and I'm like, we are not doing this. And my other girlfriend, they're both my friend and the other girlfriend ended up leaving. And it kind of like separated us a little bit because I told her if you could do that to up, cause she made the comment to me, I would never do that to you because I broached the subject with her. I'm like, look, you out here doing whatever. How do I know you're not going to try to with, you know, he was my boyfriend at the time with my boyfriend. And she was like, I would never do that to you. But then she said, but I would do that to X and Z, which X was my best friend and Z was her boyfriend. So so when she said that, I was like, absolutely not. And we didn't talk. I let, I kind of just like faded back and we didn't talk for years. And we just got back in contact at a friend's mom's funeral that we um, were still individually really good friends with. And I had to talk with her about it. And so I'm like, that part of your life, like, I don't even want to be involved in that anymore. Like when we talk, it's about us. I can't hear about somebody else's man that you're with because I'm kind of on his wife's side and not kind of by kind of, I mean, I am. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I get what you mean. You watch these reality shows. You're like, that would never happen. And then you reflect, you're like, oh, that did happen in my life. (laughs) Yes. Like, you're not you're like, oh, that's so messy. Who would do that? And then I like think back. I'm like, oh, like, yes, I know friends have done it. Or sometimes I'm like, oh, I was kind of messy like that when yeah. I was in like high school and college. So I'm like, oh, God, this is oh. <laughs> like self-reflection. I hate when yes. I'm like, ew, am I am I like those people? Before but, yeah. we move on from Southern Charm, quick takes on Catherine and drinking. Oh, mm. Who wants to take that first? I brought this up one time and some Catherine stands came at me hard and left some rough reviews. We, we saw them. If anyone's still listening and you're the one who did it, I, you, you got me. Like I, um, I, so I guess I will just say one, I've always been confused about, um, really the situation of her rehab, um, just being that, like, I get that you could be addicted to marijuana, not so much that, but like, I kind of thought if you were addicted to any vice that could be really bad for you, that like you should remove all vices. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm just kind of confused. Is she replacing her addiction to marijuana with, even if it's just casual, with drinking? It's like one vice for another. That's my only like concern. Is this going to turn into something else? I was wondering if, like, in seasons past when she went through that whole, you know, addiction thing and I'm, I'm in or not addiction thing. I don't want to make light of it, but when she was said she was in rehab, we also noticed that she wasn't drinking during the show. Right. And now all of a sudden it's like, I can drink because I went for weed, but also her behavior is very different. Her behavior was so different in years past. And it almost made you feel like, 
oh, poor Catherine and poor Ashley. I mean, you know, mean old Ashley, uh, the ex of yeah. T-Rav is doing this stuff to her, which granted, she was a mess. But you kind of, Catherine made you feel like she was vulnerable and wanted to protect her. And now it's like, is she back to her season one, Catherine? I mean, the even, I know this sounds, I notice everything because I think I'm a lawyer, but in case I have to state a case, the way she was even like walking and moving and, you know, you know, he's having an affair and, you know, it, her, her actions were just so different than what I've seen seasons past. I'm like, is that the alcohol that she's now drinking or is that who she really is? And if she gets, if she drinks too much, the alcohol just enhances it because I feel like she's radically different than she's been in different seasons. So I don't know if that's her or her now drinking again. I feel like now that that she said the custody between her and T-Rabbit has been settled, oh, right? Okay. Yep. So I feel like a lot of it is, has to do with that. Like she was on tiptoe best behavior because she wanted to get have the best outcome with her children. But uh, yeah, I feel like she might have been playing us a little bit. I feel I feel like I got played by Catherine. I immediately was like, "Yeah, girl, like no, yeah. you know, it's with T Rab mm-hmm. and get your you got your life together, rooting for you." And now I don't know. I mean. She's always been messy and she's not perfect. And I, I, like we've been saying, like people can evolve, they can grow, they can change. I just don't like it when you manipulate people. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. use it in a manner where it's not, you're not using the best interest in your heart. You're using it to get something. And that's where I'm at with Catherine. So you made a a really good comparison in our notes that it kind of reminded you of Luann. Like it's sort of like, oh, I was forced into rehab. So my storyline is look at me. I'm doing so good. I don't drink. I don't smoke weed. And the second she could, she goes right back. Like it's like, I feel like Luann's already kind of going back to who she was Mm -hmm. in a way. Maybe not falling under bushes, but like she's, I don't know. I just think like. I always hear like if you could be an alcoholic and have like from one sip of alcohol. So if I've danced that line and had to attend AA, it's kind of scary. And I get people relapse and stuff. It's just it's kind of scary that you would go back to that and just start with like one drink. Right. And willingly. And I feel like even the voices change like all the seasons past. Catherine was like, you know, yes. And now she's like, well, that's that's the word. You know, it's like, girl, what your octaves are like, what's going on? You're so right. Her behavior, the way she stands, her voice, it's like it's changed. And it is like the Catherine before, like when she Mm -hmm. would say stuff about Whitney and like, I I don't know, she's just a little bit more aggressive and a little bit more ballsy. And some people might like that, but I agree. Like it is, it is Catherine of the past. And that Mm -hmm. might be a like a little bit of a red flag. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, I'm going to watch religiously because until it becomes terrible, because as of now, I'm I'm hooked in a sense that, like, I really just want to see what road this takes us on. Me too. And one last, I know we have to move on, but I have to ask you this. This was in my, do you feel like T-Rav told her the kids can only be on if I get to tape? Because remember, it was in, they were having the custody. Then it was like, she's not going to be able to show the kids. And then all of this was back and forth in the media. And then when they showed him, I was like, and then they said she's living in his house I was like okay what is going on and then it just made me wonder did he say they can film as long as he could be on camera I mean when we all saw those white jeans 
my heart. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, uh, oh my gosh. I, and he felt to me, I was mad because he felt comfortable. I'm like, you disgusting. And you have the nerve to feel comfortable. You should be in You should be nervous to be on camera, but nope. Cause you get to do whatever you want to do. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Ugh. Yeah, and I'm I don't like, get it. That, I mean, that, that situation is so messy, mainly because he is the father of her children. But right, I, I was, yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know. It just, and it made me upset because I know we're gonna, if if we're going, if we whichever franchise we go into next, but it made me kind of wonder why, why it's okay to put men on TV that. I mean, it's not like it's, uh, you know, he's been accused of, but that clip was like part of his settlement. So he set, he settled with this woman that accused him of sexual assault. And now we're just watching you on camera. Okay. Yeah. It's not like he was like, oh, turns out there was evidence he was not guilty. It was like mm-hmm. he, and I get sometimes people settle because we think about all the legal fees and all that. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just, it adds up. But like, you also sometimes settle because you don't want you don't want to be charged with something. Exactly. Like yeah. I, yeah. I hope I, that's the last we see of him. I just, when I saw that, I was just like, oh, and then it's like, it's so disappointing with Bravo at times. Cause it's like, okay, we'll let a rapist and like a racist remain yes. on TV. But then we fire other people for like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not even talking about like Stassi and all them. I think they should have been fired, but I think there's other housewives that have been fired for like far less. And it's like, why do we let these other people on? Right. And- we fire for boring, but Racist yeah. and sexual assaults are okay. All right. Got it. Yeah. It's just like, oh, <laughs> it's very confusing. Yes, it really is. But uh, not quite the same. But I feel like sometimes like we never really <laughs> see much of Jamal. Um, and I have to wonder if maybe he doesn't want to be on too much because he's like, I've got a messy. Not that he's been accused. Well, I, I got to dance around this because some of the women, the baby mamas are alleged to be very young. And I don't know what states this happened in, but statutory rape is usually around like. I can tell you. <laughs> okay. So was it, I mean, was it, was the girl of age? So, and not this, that this makes it any better. So everybody listening, no, I absolutely do not condone. Because I look at my 16 year old daughter and was like, a year from now, if you were with a man and a, yeah, we'd have a problem. But um, it was about, his twins are what, six, uh, 13 or 14? Uh, yeah, they're like early teens. Yeah. So it was around the time before they were born that many <gasps> years ago in Maryland. And I believe that's the, the child. So when he was married to Giselle, and I'm, I'm going to say, I know this part for fact, but there may be others that we all don't know about, but this is all alleged. Alleged. I attended. <laughs> alleged, alleged. I attended his church. So, and oh. Um, yeah. Oh, and my I t- goodness. I, I've mentioned before that I have another podcast, which is totally different than Bravo. And he was actually, uh, four years ago, the first person I interviewed on that podcast. And he touched on his, like, uh, marital issue, but didn't go in depth, in depth. But for me going to the church, those years that I did, there's one child that he had on Giselle. So- the child, the kids that we know of, I'll just say, is one before Giselle when he was in college, his three with Giselle, another one the same age as his twins, maybe a year younger, which is supposed to be the child, the daughter of the girl who was 17 at that time. So in 
in Georgia is because in Missouri it's seventeen. Well, he or was older. in Maryland then. Oh, so okay. I, yeah. So I don't know what is it in Maryland, and I think it's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I like it's messy. Like I keep it's using so that word, messy. but I like I and I regardless, I don't think I mean. I know in some states it's like 14 and it's like really at and 14. Like, like, right. Mentally, it's like, no, that that's still abuse because it's an older yeah. man that could be manipulating. But I know for the 17-year-old the happened, however old the twins are, there's a, a child out of that. And okay. he, did, he didn't address it for a long time. And then one day you see, because even the whole time that him and Giselle weren't together and he was still a pastor in Maryland, he would have his girls like every Sunday with him. And then all of a sudden we see a fourth girl and it's like, look at my beautiful girls. He would never address it, but he wrote a book. And in the book, he addressed that child and how Giselle was home and got the phone call. Like basically your husband has gotten somebody else pregnant. Oh my God. Yes. And you're pregnant yourself. Could and you, you're pregnant. Just... Yep. So that's that child. And then after those four, he was still in Maryland and it comes out that he got another woman pregnant, which was probably about four or five years ago. And he's like, I can't speak on that. I can't speak on that. My lawyer, every time, and I know this is weird, but every time he says, I can't speak on it, my lawyers, my lawyers, it's kind of like, mm, he's guilty just from being in yeah. Maryland and knowing. But the very, very, so that was like four or five years ago, the woman posted the paternity papers where he signed them. So that one is supposedly his too. So now we're up to six children, but the very, very, and that was all in Maryland, the very most, well, let me go back. That was in Maryland. She happens to live in Atlanta. He was still in Maryland, but he was at a pastor's convention in, I think, Delaware somewhere with all okay. these other pastors. This very last one in, in Georgia, he actually sent paperwork to the blog that um, that did it. And even though he appears quiet on TV, no, he was very dramatic and had all these balloons and a um, Instagram live that was like, congratulations. And he did this whole big speech because in case you guys didn't notice, he loves to use really figurative language or pretty not big language, I'll say. And uh, he did this whole big thing. And then he goes to the bloggers, congratulations, you are having uh, something like you're going to have a court experience or something. So he actually... Oh my God. Yes. I don't know if it, if I can find, I'm going to see if I can find it, if he saved it or if somebody hasn't and send it to you guys. But basically he denied that one. And I remember showing it to my husband and he looked at it and said, oh, that one's probably not true. Cause he's um, denying that one because everything else he hasn't denied and he's been guilty. Of. Yeah. So oh. that one. So basically, why would you go back to that Giselle? Why, like, I yes. Mean now, I will say in Maryland, the word on the street, and I hate that I just said that. And she said, but the it. word yeah, on the street is that and when we first started going to the church, I didn't know anybody. We had just moved to Maryland. So then we kind of fell off. You know, you raised in church, got to go every Sunday. Then when you become an adult, you're like, I'm not going. Then we started going back. Then we kind of fell off again. And we were gone for like four or five years. She was there when we were there. When we came back, we were like, where's, where, where's that lady? Where's the wife? Like, so, but people would always say, oh, she's the one he really loves. Oh, he wants her back. But she's telling him no, blah, blah, blah. So I've heard that through all the years. And I've heard that they were actually best friends. Like you would, people would see them hanging out, see them together. So they had a really good friendship. So when I saw them together, I wasn't shocked, but, and then I thought, well, Giselle said she never goes back to an ex. Remember she said that in the beginning, yeah. but she went back to Sherman. So I was like, that's not true, Giselle. So maybe, and then I heard a producer on the show on a podcast say that, 
Um, he was not surprised about her and just him and Giselle getting back together because Giselle in her confessionals between having her hot Cheetos and um, her snacks that she would like be texting Sherman or somebody else. But she always compared those men to Jamal. And he said, Giselle is a lot. She is a lot, lot, lot. And he thinks Jamal is the only one that can handle her. And I was like, I, mm-hmm. okay. I, and I that's what you have to say. <laughs> no. When I heard that, I was like, okay. <laughs> so maybe they deserve each other. That's you know, what I, like, yeah. I mean, it sounds so bad, but you know what I mean? Like if you're a lot to handle, maybe you overlook some indiscretions. Cause it's like, I, I need that emotional support and, uh, Right. Know, whatever else he gives her. Oh my God. But did I feel you like notice there's no way that they're still together though? Because he didn't cut he the wedding, Cynthia's wedding being in Atlanta, and for him to yeah. have to show up to me was well, very telling. She said, remember when her did you see Watch What Happens Live? Yes, I Adam? did. She's um and Andy said, Was Jamal there? And then she said possibly, and then she said at like towards the end of it, well, yes, he was there. So, but th- and then I heard another outlet, and I cannot remember which one, s- say that he was there. So I'm really confused because we don't see any pictures of him being there. I thought she said that she left before the she house and then went back to her hotel room or something, and then he was mm-hmm. uh, then he was there. But I don't know. I oh, feel you know like- what? Yeah, he could have been saying, "Was he there in the hotel?" You're right. I didn't yeah, think about that. Yeah, but I kind of look back at like how you know when she attended. Candace's wedding and Sherman wasn't there and like all like how she puts up a good front like I kind of feel like it's it was like the same thing with Jamal yeah I don't know I would say poor Giselle but I don't know it's kind of like she picks these men and like lets them back in and it's funny because the producer said now remember when they all went on vacation and um to Monique's lake house. And she was like, Candace, is that why you got a nose job? And then she's like, wait, wait, didn't you, didn't somebody say, and how she like acted like she didn't forgotten, forgotten or where she heard it. And I'm like, she's lying. But the producer said, I love Giselle. Let me, that's my girl, but Giselle will call you up and tell you something. And I'll be like, Giselle, that is not true. Oh, it's not. Okay. Bye. So evidently, <laughs> I she can just picture her saying that you <laughs> yeah. did the best Giselle impression. That is so. It's not okay. Bye. Like no right, big deal. Right. I'm just gonna bop on over to the next thing <laughs> and tell the next person something. Yeah. So. Oh my god. But yeah, what it's a, really. I mean, yeah. It, it was what a, a wild history life. lesson. Thank wow. you so much. Yeah. Wow. Being in his church was a wild. No problem. And he lost a lot of members because of because they stuck by yeah. him the first scandal, the second one. By the third and fourth, the older members were like. Now nah, we're done. And he was supposed to have been sat down because of the last one when he was in Maryland. But his father is really big in the AME. Oh. And so um, he was able to, to speak. But I will say the, the only thing I will say is, do you remember when she was sitting on Robin's deck with Robin and Robin was like, oh, no, she was sitting on her deck. Robin came over and was basically like, how did you and Jamal like get back together? And I don't know if you remember, she said Jamal had to do a lot of work. When he came in Atlanta, he had to do a lot of work. And I rem- and I only know this because I had really, really close friends that were close to him. So basically, the church in Atlanta didn't want him because they had a pre- their previous pastor had a scandal. That involved boys. I'll leave it at that. And the church had oh. to pay. And the church had to pay those gentle- those boys off. So they didn't want another preacher with a scandal. So they didn't want him at first. Now, I don't know the work he did in the time frame he did it in, 
But supposedly he had to do a whole lot of things to prove to them that he was changed. So I think she was trying to say without saying like he had a lot of work to do. So I saw a change in him. Yeah, because he wasn't going to get that big because that church is huge. He wasn't going to get that job if he hadn't shown them something. I don't know what he showed them, if it was real or not, but it was enough to convince them because it was a board. You know, a board had to elect him and they didn't want him at first. They were like, I mean, he's a huge church in Atlanta. I mean, I'm I'm guessing this congregation is massive. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people. Wow. That's the other thing, too. Like, I feel like what would like if I walked into church and it's Jamal, I think I'd be like, ooh. Am I at the right church? Yeah. And the thing is, we didn't know anything about him, me and my husband. But so then when we would go home to New Jersey, because I'm from Jersey, my family knew him and would be like, oh, wow, you go to his church. Even my grandmother, wow, you go to his church. But then the more and more we started to learn, I know for a fact if if Corey, and I'm going to say Corey instead of saying husband, husband, husband all the time. But if Corey (laughs) had heard that, he wouldn't have went because we grew up in an era where I don't know if the pastors or churches that we went to when we were younger and during our teenage years, we don't know what they were doing because they weren't flaunting anything. So it's like now you get other preachers and it's more like they're rock stars. I mean, some people think that he's with Giselle for fame, but I have to tell you, he's already well known. I don't know if you guys, I was doing a deep dive in his Instagram because I just wanted to see, and this was before the season even started. Soon as he moved to Atlanta, guess he was at his church, Nene. T.I., mm. Kanye. So he's already he was he's already known in that world. He was on yeah. uh, Casey and JoJo's reality show. He was Amorosa's spiritual counselor on her dating show. I don't know if you remember that years ago. Oh I do not. Yes. Wow. Yes. So he's already known in the so I don't think it was a fame thing to him. Now maybe more so a different audience, but it wasn't. Yeah, I would more say fame. he's famous in a different. But honestly, though, if you have celebrities coming to your church, like right. you're doing just fine, you're almost better off to remain off a reality show. Right, right. So, I mean, maybe that's. I don't know. Well, he had I, he had Nene come to our church in Baltimore. He had Phaedra, the Southern Belle, come to. Our, so it was like you, like you said, you already know all these people. Why are you? And because you know he was the rumored Mister Chocolate with Phaedra. Yeah. Yes, I do. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love this. <laughs> Such a tangled well, web. I mean, I almost feel like we don't even need to break down Potomac because it wasn't – to me, this was like not – and I'm not – like Potomac has given us so much. And I, I said know. this last week too. We're going to get a little bit of a lull. We can't just keep climbing up like this hill. Like we're going to hit a little <laughs> bit of a plateau and that's okay. It's like when – if anyone's ever been on like a weight loss journey and you have a couple weeks yep. where you're not losing weight, you're frustrated, but you know you just got to keep pushing through. It will happen. So Abby, I mean, I why are you all in my life right now? That's what I'm doing. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> You're on a plateau. It's just hanging in there. And so I feel like we're on a little bit of a plateau. I mean, the only thing that like stood out to me was Karen saying, Monique has a medical condition. Blacking out and rage is not a medical condition. I'm like, uh, what, what, what is that condition called, Karen? Because I know a lot of people suffering from it. I me don't too. think they're, they might be seeing a doctor and a psychiatrist, but they are not seeing like a, a internist family practice, like there, there's no like medication for blind rage. Well, right. I was wondering how Monique felt about that when she saw that, or did she take it as a, like, well, at least she's defending me. Cause I, I'm looking like what I have, like, how would you guys have felt? Like say, Abby, you went into a blind rage and Vanessa had to come on a podcast and say, something's wrong with Abby. Yeah. Okay. I'm waiting for the, like, how would you have felt hearing that? 
I don't, I mean, I think I would appreciate the support, but I think I'd be like, let's, let's chat next time before you start, before you start speaking. Condition. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the only other thing too, and Vanessa and I share notes on all of the episodes and I had the same thought. I don't know if we deserve Wendy. Like I watch her. I'm like, you are so educated. You are so mm-hmm. well-spoken. You are such a good friend, the way she was defending and stepping yeah. in for Candace. And I don't think she was like stepping in to like stir a pot. She just saw like, Karen, you can't go one-on-one with Karen. You got, you, you need some backup. Yeah. And I mean, I love Wendy. I just, I'm like, is she going to stick around for another season? Cause some of this bullshit, I think she's like, I'm too good for this. I and know. she really is. But I wonder when she was like, I don't know if I want to be a professor anymore. I was like, is that code for I'm on TV now? And I don't have either have time or I like this. And because the TV does give her a bigger platform, just watching her and the wine with Wendy and talk about voting and everything. It was like, man, how many people are watching this show that maybe weren't going to vote? Maybe weren't going to, you know, so will this show give her an even bigger platform? And, you know, it's like, of course, with a bigger platform, you guys know, you know, your podcast is so big, but, and when you were starting out, you probably didn't have as, as much feedback, positive or negative. But then once you start getting bigger, you can have all the positive in the world, but that one person that leaves a negative review, it impacts you, you know? So it's like, but you know, that's expected too. The bigger you grow, you're going to have those trolls. So I wonder if that, not less, not more so the drama, but if, if she gets negative feedback from it, because and I, th- I promise you this is going somewhere, but remember the talk they had with Monique, right? And how Wendy just was like about, you know, the perceived image of black women and this and that yes. and kept going. And some people were like, it was too much. I wonder if in her mind, she was thinking that it could affect her and her being invited back to Fox because now you're on this show and people already think low of reality TV sometimes. And that just by her being in association with, all of this, she could lose her additional opportunities. I think that's fair. I think that's completely fair. I think it's also, it's just kind of like, I think about it, it's kind of sad because I think if like a white man went on a reality show and there was like craziness, his job would by no means be jeopardized. But I think women and especially women of color, it's like, mm-hmm. you got to be careful every little step that you make when you finally get, like she said, like, I finally got the seat at the table and right. it's like that journey to get that seat. There's only sometimes half a seat for you, you know? So it's like, right. she's one butt cheek on there. She can't, right. you know, right. right. She can't afford a mistake. Cause they'll just, it's easy to just knock you right off. And so mm-hmm. it, um, yeah, I don't, I just, I really love her. I will say Me too. too. She's super responsive um, to fan accounts, whatever you want to call what all of us do. Um, She's always really like responsive and thankful and supportive, which I think is a very smart move for any new housewife. But some of them just kind of, I'm sure she gets tons of DMs a day and some of them just kind of blow it off. And I will say she's always really, really like, even when I'm like, oh my God, her husband's so hot. She's like, haha, thank you. Like, you know, it just, she's she appreciates that she's connected to the people that are watching the show. And I feel like we're seeing the real Wendy. Sometimes I wonder if we're seeing the real Karen. Sometimes I wonder if we're seeing the real Ashley Sometimes with Wendy. And I have to say, and people always think, and I'm just going to preface it by saying, Oh, we know you're team Candace. I'm team fact. I 
think I'm a lawyer, hashtag I am a lawyer. And <laughs> I will go back and watch old scenes and just watch different things and put together different things like I'm presenting a case for who. But I feel like, like it or not, and there was a time when I definitely didn't like Candace. My tweets are somewhere in the ether to prove it. Um, that I feel like we're seeing the real her though, which sometimes is a problem. Sometimes, you know, the real her is too much. But I feel like with her and Wendy, we're seeing the real her. With Robin, we're seeing the real her. With Giselle, I feel like we're seeing the real her, but the the TV version of the real her. Like weird. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like she's just like all of it is Giselle. You know what I mean? So, she's kind of like a caricature of herself. Yeah. Yes. 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 I feel like Monique is trying to force her own storyline too. Like, okay, I did something bad. So now it's going to be about my journey and all this. But then like the, where I really struggle with Monique is she has no remorse for putting her hands on Candace. And like, at the end of the day, they both are in the wrong. I completely, I'm not saying Candace is innocent, but like the first act of aggression and violence was on Monique. And I just feel like she owes a huge apology and, she has not taken any accountability for it. So I know I've like find myself, I guess if I had to pick a team, it's key, team Candace, but I'm really team reunion because I can't wait to see yes. this. Me neither. And like, how, how are they going to, like, I just listened to Candace in a, a podcast interview in case you didn't know, I listened to a million and um, no, not a million, just a thousand. But uh, she was saying that, and you guys have probably heard it too. She said ever since the season started and like a little bit before she will not return if, Monique comes back she can't see how she can I'm thinking well how are you going to sit in a room like in a room and I wonder are we going to get it in person not because of COVID because of them too I feel like we're going to get in person I feel like there might be a special bonus that comes with it and there's no way in hell Candace is not not coming back I feel like she's just leveraging that to get some money because she doesn't need her mama to continue to pay for her expenses Mm -hmm. Or to get Monique off the show because she said she's not coming back if Monique is on. Like she said, there's no way the two of them can exist in the same room space. Yeah. So I'm like, but it's interesting because I went back to season three and watched episode six, Candace's first trip with them. If you watch, if you guys can go back and start at the beginning with season three, Candace's first season. And she was very open and just about how, you know, yes, my mom does this for me, does that. And then they all said a lot of things to her and she didn't, she kind of just let them. And it was Monique and Ashley that told her right before they went to Nemico and they went shopping right before the, the famous lunch that Monique and Ashley had. They told her that when you get shade, you throw it back. You don't let people say whatever they want to you. And she said, okay. And Monique really pushed it and said, no. Uh, like Sharice is my girl. That's like my sister. But when she asked about if your mom paid for your ring, I would. And Monique says, I would have got up, walked up in her face and been like, rah, 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 and then I would have walked out. And I was like, huh. And and Ash, Candace kept saying, I'm just letting them get to know me. And Monique was like, no, you have to address it. So she said, OK, Hurricane Candace will blow through. And Ashley, in her confessional, says, mm, I've known Candace for a few years. I've known Candace for a while, and in the last few years, she's become a good friend. And I think of Candace more like a drizzle. And ain't nobody scared of that except my hair because um, it'll make it frizzy. So, she, and I said, so they kept telling her, address Sharice, address Sharice. Yeah. 
they don't know that they unleash something that they can't, like when you invite a vampire in, like a vampire can't yeah. come in until you invited it. <laughs> Once it's in. Oh, oh my gosh. All. Yeah. Oh go back if gosh. you can. Go watch that. I'll have to, I'll have to try, I'll have to do that. I and, love going back and watching for like a specific scene. It's like, yeah. I love when people recommend that. Cause it's like, you do kind of forget seasons past or they blur mm-hmm. together and you're like, Oh, like sometimes I'm like, when did Candace join? Like I will like, mm-hmm. was it season two, season three, season four? It was um, season three. And if you yeah. notice the reason her and Sharice were going back and forth and I don't know if it, it they did a scene where they went to get cryo and they were yeah. all uh, getting cryo and they were, um, a- after it was over, when they were, their legs were in those things, um, Ashley talks about how she's planned a trip. And Monique says, all of us? And she's like, yeah. And um, Sharice was like, oh, because there's six of us. And uh, Candace was like, seven. That's because that's the season that they were deciding who was going to be that housewife, Sharice or Candace. And Candace won the spot. Oh, my gosh. So I think that's why Sharice kind of tried to go all in on Candace. Oh, I love all this like background history. I mean, we really do forget these seasons. I know. <laughs> so, well, there's Potomac. I mean, honestly, if you guys missed this week's episode, you didn't miss a ton. One Mm-mm. other thing is Juan is looking for engagement rings. <laughs> He's going to spend around eight to $9,000, which for anybody else in this world is like a very nice engagement ring. <laughs> but to housewife standards, I was like, oh. And I've seen the ring. So I'm like, he spent way more than that. Unless, I mean, I, she was looking at, was it Morganite? Ma- Morgan, yeah, Morganite. I don't know. Which is a, oh. it's not, it's a nice stone that looks like a diamond, but it's not a diamond. So, I mean, maybe she has a three carat Morganite, which probably could be around $8,000. But other than that, you really didn't miss much. With OC, I don't think, I mean, really what happened was the shit kind of hit the fan at Shannon's housewarming party. Bronwyn told Shannon, look, I kind of threw you under the bus uh, when you said that. Uh, Gina's house was small and, and um, sad and depressing. Shannon denies it, continues to deny it. I have to say, I mean, the fact that Bronwyn told Shannon leads me to believe it probably did happen. Like she didn't just make it up. Uh, but then it creates this whole big fight. Gina and Bronwyn yell at each other. Bronwyn throws a glass down. In the previews, she threw it on the ground and then you hear glass break. In the actual scene, she throws it in the pool. So I was a little confused. Like, <laughs> Editing, did we reshoot this? Like, there's no way they reshot that. Um, and that's basically it. Like, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it was. It was. I don't even know who's that I'm really on anyone's side. I think Bronwyn was. I actually do think Emily had a point, even though I hate to say this, but that she had a point about um, Bronwyn being too busy when she said you have yeah. knee and knees. You get a facial. You're getting a facial. Like you could have talked to her. I, I'm like, okay, Emily definitely has a point there, but uh, I don't know. But then also I'm like, Emily, you know, she's struggling and you could at least talk to her. I don't know. I'm team Elizabeth in that fight. She seemed to be having a good time <laughs> in the corner, just being like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> oh my gosh. that is. Can I ask you guys a question? I'm, I'm listening to you guys recap and you guys always do an amazing job recapping. In your opinion, watching this, you guys are expert Bravo watchers. Do you think that this show has a future? I think it will have a future. Okay. At first, we didn't. I mean, I personally think they should end OC and just kind of let it die. But from rumblings that we've been hearing, I think OC will get another season. Okay. And even worse, it sounds like Kelly Dodd is coming back. Are you – okay. 
So, I mean, honestly, I don't like Kelly Dodd. I and this isn't to like create like, you know, create like a DM war with mm-hmm. people telling me why she's not the things I think she is. I don't like her, but more than anything, I think she doesn't help the show anymore. Mm-hmm. I liked her in the beginning because she kind of was a shitster. She didn't have a filter. But those people have a shelf life on these mm-hmm. type of shows and it gets old. And I've felt that way about other housewives. I mean, I kind of felt that way about LVP. She wasn't nearly as bad as Kelly, but I'm like, you always plant little stories and you try to make shit up. And it just, after a few seasons, it's like, here we go again. Mm -hmm. So I think when you get rid of those people, it brings new life to the show. It takes a little bit for those shows to pick back up and find, you know, everyone find their footing with a major person gone. But I think they need to get rid of Kelly. I really do for the future of the show. So knowing she's back, Knowing they're doing another season, I just, I mean, the ratings continue to decline. I don't know. I think it's almost time to just end OC. Wow. Okay. But, uh, so thank you. I mean, that's, I mean, that's basically the week in a nutshell, everybody, uh, and a lot of extra information about Potomac, which I love people from the DMV area, like it's like a whole other level of love for Potomac, but you guys know <laughs> so much more than the rest of us because you know the dynamics of that town. And when people say they live outside of Potomac, what that really means. And like, I just love learning those and like those little details about it. So thank you so much for like, just like sharing all that because I feel like I need to go back and rewatch those episodes again. No problem. And when you and uh, Vanessa fly to Maryland because I'm certainly flying where you guys are. Um, we can do our own mini podcast tour and we can yes. go to tour. We can go to all the spots and get Monty and Mandy and Amanda and, and Stephanie from Mocha Minutes and we can go to all the uh, spots in the DMV area. I would oh love my God. that. I can't wait. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Remind everyone where they can follow you if they're not already, where they can hear your podcast. Just give all the deets. Okay, guys, first of all, again, thank you, Abby and Vanessa, for having me on. Again, I love your show, and it was an honor to be here. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at WeGo Podcast, the acronym for What Else Is Going On Podcast, W-E-I-G-O Podcast, on Twitter at T as in Tom, S like Sam, Faison, F-A-I-S-O-N. Um, I also have a Patreon I do with uh, Mr. Faison on Patreon slash uh, wake up with WeGo. And if you go to Instagram, click the link in the bio. If you have a Apple phone, it'll take you to um, uh, the platform where you listen to podcasts on um, iTunes. And then if you have an Android or any other kind of phone, it takes you to whatever platform that you can use to listen to podcasts on those devices. So you can just click that Instagram in the bio. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a Pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.